Hello everyone and welcome to the Arrows Up Podcast. This is Gilbert coming to you with uh, David. We have uh, boxing and we have Batman. We're going to talk about Batman. If you haven't seen Batman by now, I mean, let's be real. You don't care about the movie. Uh, but if not, you can just listen up to it and then and then uh, there'll be spoiler alerts. So you can, uh, you can stop listening to it, go watch the movie and come back. Uh, but I mean, everyone should have. Everyone who wanted to watch it should have watched right. it already. Um, if not, if they just, have opinions, they should. They should also. We can arrange for you to to come on and express those. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'd love you, that. Yeah, so. if, you, if you have your opinions, arrows up uh, on Instagram or YouTube. Let us know, and uh, you can come out and uh, and get crazy about. Uh, Batman, or even even you you won't get crazy with boxing. We can we can do that, unless your name is Harry, then you're 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 uh, suspended from <laughs> from talking from talking boxing as uh, <laughs> the card's been revoked. Yeah, yeah. I I've tried. I've tried to to give him his license. I've tried to get him back, and then he just says something crazy. I'm just like, I can't. I can't have you. I can't. Like DUI, DUI. Yeah, that's it, bro. Just, you're done. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just too many warnings and. And so he has to reapply, and so it's up to the committee to see if we, if we'll, yeah, let him, yeah. we'll let him back in. But let's start with uh, Ryan Garcia. He made his uh, highly anticipated return to the ring. Uh, leading up to it, we had all sorts of talk, all sorts of hype. Uh, obviously, the biggest name in boxing right now is Canelo, and 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 De La Hoya made sure that we knew. That Ryan Garcia is going to be a bigger star than 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 Canelo, and we heard that over and over and over and over again. Uh, Ryan Garcia kept talking about his love for for Goosen and and his new trainer and and how much better he feels and how just the whole thing. And Saturday night rolls around, and everyone's who's you know in the Ryan Garcia camp is excited. They're cheering. Uh, Sammy is is texting me and and another friend. Shout out to Renee. The fight's gonna start. Hey, the fight! Here we go. And then it was, I mean, he won. So let's 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 kind of do the the let, let's let's uh, let's be responsible here. He won. He won twelve zero. It, it was a shutout. He he won every round. But it was a uh, meh. I wasn't impressed. I he looked sloppy. He didn't look like he improved. He didn't look like he learned anything new. Uh, he still doesn't know how to cut off the ring. He still throws wild punches. He still let like has his his arm down when he goes in. And I just was not impressed. What, what did you think of the fight? I it, it's funny it. it it's a weird feeling saying that he won every round, but it's also just like, like you said, like meh, like you know. Um, and uh, man, I, I thought this fight was gonna be like one of those. Okay, remember when Canelo, um, the whole clambuterol thing happened going yeah. into, and in that time, Triple G fought uh, Martirosian. I thought that was gonna be. Like that, we were just gonna throw him like a piece of meat to just get his feet wet again, and 
Emmanuel didn't look like he wanted to engage either. It was kind of just so I'm just like, okay, well, what are we watching here? Like, is this like a? It looked like a, like kind of like sparring. Like yeah. Ryan was just kind of, and I get it. Sure, the the ring rust, new trainer, and prior to this whole thing, he also had you know like like his his mental health thing. So it's like, I get it, bro. But I also wanted him to just kind of let that crouching tiger out again. You know, at least knock the guy out at least. But um. But yeah, def- definitely had like a, a weird taste in my mouth. I was just like, okay, all right. This one, all I can do is like see who the next guy that he's gonna fight, and then see if that fight's, you know, better or just I don't know, more exciting yeah, or. It was weird because he obviously was a bigger guy than 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 to go. He was bigger than him. He was uh, had the reach. Had more reach, more speed, and obviously, Manuel is a, is a more defensive fighter and he's going to move around I just was surprised because it's not like this fight materialized out of nowhere there was build up to this fight there was promotion there was training how do you not train for a running fighter how do you not learn to cut off the ring a little bit how do you not know that this is what you're going to get in in the post fight Ryan Garcia talked about how he ran the whole time and I was like, well, weren't you expecting that? Like, were you expecting him to stand in front of you? I don't, I, it just made no sense to me, the game plan, one. But two, it just, Ryan Garcia is the guy with, with one great thing. He has speed. He has world-class speed. Everything else kind of is mediocre or below mediocre. And in this fight, that was exposed. His his speed was great. But he didn't seem to have the same pop he had before. And certainly his footwork wasn't on display. And, and his defense wasn't all that great either. And this is against a guy who doesn't throw all that much. And so, and the zone broadcast, they, they, were, they were trying to sell up Ryan Garcia the whole fight. I felt like Sammy was was in the in the booth the way they were talking about Ryan Garcia. They, they, Sammy was working the teleprompter, bro. He was like, he was speaking <laughs> them what to say. <laughs> Sammy had the cue card. He's like, all right, it is. Like, cue the clapping, like. <laughs> I just I don't understand um, what to do with this performance. I don't think he beats Haney. I don't think he beats Tank. I don't think he beats Combosos. I don't like I I left this fight feeling worse about Ryan Garcia. Oh. Which is weird because he won 12-0. He he <laughs> every round. He won. He there's no there's no denying that. There's no there's no angle. If you watch the fight and think he lost, then you're you're I mean you're legit a hater, but he, I just didn't leave that fight thinking like, man, Ryan Garcia, here we go. He's back. It was just like, oh, I guess, like, yeah, he's he's fighting again. That's cool. It just left me feeling bland, which is not good, especially after you've been out for a few years, for what felt like two years. And the big return should have been a knockout. A big return should have been him stopping him. And one of the things that you kept hearing throughout the broadcast was, well, at least he's going 12. He's never gone 12. He's going to have to learn. And it's just like, 
Yeah, maybe. Not with a guy like this, though. Yeah, it's but like, this is not the guy that yeah. should take you 12. Yeah, exactly. He shouldn't. This isn't the guy who needs to take you into deep waters. Um, What do you think was missing from Ryan Garcia? From the last time we saw him to now, what, what was missing? Hmm. God, I mean, I don't know. Taking more risks, risks, I guess, with a guy like this? Because it, it kind of looked... Like you said, he has speed. He's got the firepower. Yeah. He has knockout power. Mm-hmm. With a guy like this... Uh, I'm going to at least try to... At least try to um, not some of the bigger shots. And if and sure, it's not like if you get caught, you're going to get knocked out because this guy, like you said, he's a defensive fighter. Probably doesn't have much pop. So it's like, I don't know, maybe take some of those big shots. When he went 12, it's not like he went 12 and Tago's corner was like waiting to throw in the towel or like it was just kind of like, all right, they're going 12. Like, let's, all right, let's call it, pack it up. Like, it just felt kind of like, you know, for that full fight, you know, I, I never felt like yeah. any kind of like danger or anything. So yeah, maybe just taking some risks to maybe. I mean, he did have that. Was it like a knockdown or a slip? Like when he caught him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, just yeah. I guess try to make him a little more uncomfortable since you know he's going to be running around. Um, I already know people are going to compare, which I'm just like, let's let's pump the brakes. They're going to try to compare this fight to um, a fight like Canelo versus um, Edison Lara. And it's like, dude, like Lara was like, he's a that's much just, that's better fighter. Like, um, and then someone, <laughs> Sammy, um, compared the fight to um when Canelo fought Calvin Smith. He's like, oh, he went twelve rounds with Smith. I was like, he separated his bicep though. Did you not see Smith's face after the fight? And that guy was like much bigger than him. Like, you can't compare those twelve rounds to these twelve rounds. Like that doesn't. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. So Smith would trade spots with. Uh... With Emmanuel Tog today, yeah. <laughs> like, like some someone check that that Ryan Cooley because it's getting a little. I look, ridiculous. Twelve rounds. Not every twelve round fight is is the same. And there's times where a fight will go longer than it should, and a lot of times you'll see the guy working on something, and and that's I think acceptable. You'll see. Or the guy's trying to punish him because he talked a lot of crap. And right. sometimes that happens. Sometimes uh, Canelo, uh, who was the, in the fight with, um, uh, I'm forgetting the guy said, the, the one where he fought in, in Miami and, and Jay Baldwin came out with him. Oh, um, um, God, the, the Turkish guy. Um, yeah. So when he, when he fought that guy, Yildirim. Yeah, Yildirim. yeah, there you go. He, he took him to what four or five rounds, maybe. Yeah, that was one of those. Canelo was gonna make sure I'm gonna carry you to five, get people get their money's worth. They saw Jay Baldwin. Uh, let me knock you. Jay Baldwin. Jay Baldwin. Jay Baldwin. Yeah. So this is what this is what I'm gonna do. And yeah. There's some. There's other fights where it's a 12 round domination. The 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 Canelo Cesar Chavez Jr. fight, 12 rounds complete domination. Yeah, and Chavez is just a bigger dude, so to knock him out, I mean, Martinez couldn't put him away when he fought Chavez Jr. So sometimes it happens. A guy just can take a lot of punches, and he's like Homer, where he's gonna receive, receive, and he's a big old punching bag. It's not gonna go down. Mm-hmm. 
And then there's what Ryan Garcia did on Saturday, where a fight that shouldn't have gone 12 goes 12, and you're just left perplexed. Like, wow, how come what you couldn't put this guy away? Had Ryan Garcia carried the fight, had Ryan Garcia carried this dude and, and kind of like he pushed really him punished down. him. Yeah. And yeah. And you got to eight, nine rounds. And you just felt like, man, Ryan Garcia, like you feel bad for this dude taking this punishment. But there was none of that. This was completely Ryan Garcia just was unable to. He couldn't get to a place where he could knock, uh, put this guy out, which was very um, alarming for me. Uh, considering the fact that we heard all these things from the from the Ryan Garcia camp, and now I'm supposed to believe he can go up there and fight the best guys in this division? I don't know. I don't know. Skills. Once you get to a certain le- level, you need you need to hone in on your skills, and I don't think Ryan Garcia has done that. Now. You you mentioned that you had a take on the Goosen thing, so <laughs> and did we talk on the pod about when he left Eddie and all that? Yeah, we talked about that. We did. Okay. Um. So Joe Goosen is a good is a good coach. He's a good trainer, but Joe Goosen is, in many ways, the Ryan Garcia. Of trainers. Ooh. Joe Goosen is flashy. You see him and he's a good looking dude. Dresses well. He dresses well. He just looks, you know, he has a suave type of look. Hair done, yeah. Joe Goosen is the type of guy who's gonna get you to a certain place. Because Joe Goosen is not about training you and teaching you things. He's just about getting you to work out. And what we saw on Saturday was a Ryan Garcia that wasn't that didn't learn anything. One, didn't improve in anything. All he did was train for however many weeks and show up in the ring. And Joe Goosen, over the time where he's had his his. Uh, his uh, his other fighters. There's never been adjustments. He's never been known for being a guy who's a, who ad- who's adjusting to things and in the fight adjustments and getting you to do this and change this and change that and add this, add that. He's never been that guy. And to me, Joe Goosen, the reason why I say he's the Ryan Garcia because he's Ryan Garcia is all about what he knows. Joe Goosen knows one thing and one thing only. He knows how to teach you how to punch. But if you know how to punch and you can go through Diego Corrales, he has he has had Shane Mosley, Amir Khan, all these guys that can punch. And if you're a Joe Goosen fighter, you're going to punch and that's all you're going to do. You're not going to learn anything new. You're not going to add anything to your to your to to your to to your game or to your skills. And you're going to get stuck. And Ryan Garcia chose a trainer that was just going to let him punch and punch and punch. And wasn't going to train him in anything else. The Ryan Garcia we saw Saturday is a Ryan Garcia that doesn't want to be challenged to grow in, in, in new adventures, in new skills, and develop skills that he maybe doesn't feel comfortable in developing. And Joe Goosen is not the guy who's going to make you learn those skills. 
And so Joe Goosen is okay. He's, he, you know, he, by all accounts, he could be, he's very, very well, a, a maybe a Hall of Fame uh, coach. And he's had a lot of good fighters and he's been part of a lot of good fights. <coughs> and that's great. But Joe Goosen does not have the mentality of the higher, of higher end boxing managers or, or, or trainers to get you to the next level that I think Ryan Garcia is going to need. And this is not a pro Eddie type of thing. This is not me saying he should have stayed with Eddie. He should have picked the guy who was going to challenge him. Mm. I think, I think it was embarrassing on Saturday to see Ryan Garcia have no clue what to do with the defensive fighter. It was embarrassing to hear the, the corner. And at no point Joe Goosen saying, Hey, you got to cut off the ring. Hey, you got to stay relaxed. Stop throwing crazy punches. It was hearing Joe Goose. I was like, are you watching the fight? What are you doing? Like, are, are you not watching this? Like, why are you letting your guy just wail away at this dude who is not going to do anything? You got to reel him in. You got you to gotta tempt the other guy to throw punches. And it just was one of these exhibitions of, hey, you're a puncher. Go up throw punches. We'll see what happens. And that's, what, that's the result we, we got. And I think as long as Joe Goosen is the trainer of Ryan Garcia, this is the type of stuff we're going to see. This may mean that we see Ryan Garcia in, in some wars, and that's great. We saw Diego Corrales in, 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 in wars too. But Diego Corrales is not the superstar that Ryan Garcia is supposed to be. And so if Ryan Garcia wants to be remembered for having a few great fights, stay Joe Goosen. But he wants to remember it as a as a as a legendary boxer. He needs to pick a better trainer because Joe Goosen is not that guy. And I think anybody who thinks that Joe Goosen is going to take Ryan Garcia, just watch this fight. They've been working together for a few months now. The Ryan Garcia I saw on Saturday is the Ryan Garcia that I can see on YouTube videos, just throwing wild punches. Ryan Garcia gets in that ring with any other any fighter with any skills he's going to get countered punchered to death because he was throwing wide punches he he wasn't crisp it was it was a disaster from my point of view and so i, I think that um we're gonna see if if this stays and by all accounts i don't see ryan garcia is going to change trainers we're going to see the uh just the downfall of Ryan Garcia. Wow. Because he has to fight a Tank Davis now. He has to fight a Haney now or a Jojo Diaz. He has to. His next fight cannot be another chump. It can't be. He has to go in there with a guy who has legit skills. How did you feel about what he said after the fight when they asked him about his next fight? And he said, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, he, I thought it was kind of, it was kind of, um, I thought it, it was, was super weird. It was kind like, of refreshing. Now, you, honest, now you're like, humble. Like, what are you talking about? He's like, I'm not gonna promise any of these big fights. He's like, I don't know if he, basically he's like, I don't know if we can make them happen. It's like, I, you know, if they happen, if it, if they happen, they happen. That's what I got from it. Where he's just like, I'm not gonna like call out so and so because it's like, you know, the way the way boxing's political. Like, which I was like, damn. I mean, at least being honest, it's better than being told, yeah, I want Tank next and I want Haney, and then we get a few more months of like tweets and then no fight materializes and then they pick some bum off the street for Ryan to fight. And it's like, which is what's been, you know, what's been happening for a while. You see, but 
this is where at the end of the day, the guys that have all the power are the fighters. Mm -hmm. Ryan Garcia can say whatever he wants. Ryan Garcia can can leave it up to his promoter and and that sounds politically correct and yada 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 and you know this is if Ryan Garcia really wanted to fight Tank Davis, he would have fought Tank Davis. Mm -hmm. That's just the way it is. Canelo took a lot of fights that his promoter didn't want him to take. You know why those fights got made? Because Canelo wanted those fights. Golden Boy did not want him to fight, did not want Canelo to fight um, Kovalev. Austin Trout. Austin Trout, yeah. When he fought Austin Trout. They didn't want him to fight that, take that fight. He took it. You know why that fight happened? Because Canelo wanted it. His promoters didn't want him to fight Lada when he fought Lada. The reason why that fight happened is because Canelo made that fight happen. If and you you you're seeing it with Haney. David Haney wanted Combosos. Haney went above and beyond to the point where he left Matchroom Boxing to fight Combosos. And it's been my argument with with uh, Bud Crawford. If Bud Crawford really wanted to fight Spence. Uh, Errol Spence. He would have fought Errol Spence. And if Ryan Garcia really wants to make these fights happen, which after hearing him and after seeing him on Saturday, I don't think he really wants that. I think he's he now wants to uh, pattern his record, cash get, checks, yeah, cash some checks, maybe get in a fight that's that's <laughs> worth something. You can't convince me. You can't convince me that the guy I saw on Saturday is is at the level of Haney. You can't. Sammy was telling me, oh, well, Haney looked bad. Yeah, but Haney didn't look bad against this type of guy. It's It was so different because this type of guy, this Emmanuel, uh, I keep butchering his name, so I'll just call him Emmanuel. Emmanuel is such a, it's such a, it's a perfect tune-up fight guy. He's the guy you put in front of your young fighter or your, or your, or the, your fighter that's coming back from injury. To get some work in, and he's gonna knock out, and he's gonna look good. People are gonna be excited. Yeah, Ryan Garcia did not did not cover check any of those boxes. Anybody who leaves Saturday night or left Saturday night thinking, "Man, Ryan Garcia is back. Let's go," uh, is either Sammy or or Ryan Garcia's family members. That's it. <laughs> That's it. There's nobody else on the planet who left that day thinking. Here we go, Ryan Garcia, King Rye is back. There's no even way. my my buddy my buddy Trevor was he's a, a big Ryan guy and before before the fight they were like yeah the King's back like blah blah and then after the fight he did a post about him winning but when I talked to him in person at work he was like yeah you know like <laughs> like 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 he's getting there kind of like, oh he'll, he'll get there and it's like will he though like at this yeah. point think look at it this way a year ago we were saying um. It's funny. We watched some of Haney's fights, and we were saying, "Oh, Ryan beats him because Ryan has legit power." Mm -hmm. And now here we are, a year and a few months later, and we're like, "I don't know, man. Like, like where are the skills at? I want to see the skills. You always had the power and the speed, but I want to see those skills come into play. And those skills aren't there. They're not showing up." Well, I think that the thing that changed is the trainer, and it's why. Joe Goosen to me is not the answer because part of the bet that I had or the belief, not the bet, the belief that I had that Ryan could beat a Haney was because I was seeing legit skills develop under Eddie. When he got knocked down, 
Ryan Garcia responded very well. Which made that performance really good for him because yeah, he did get knocked out. But it was one as soon as he goes to the to the corner, Eddie is telling him, Hey, you did this wrong. You put your hand down. Don't put your hand down. And the fight kind of changed because he started to listen and started to hone in on those skills. I don't know if he has anybody on his side right now that's going to help him develop the skills he needs. And I think that's where, to me, the, the difference is that before, even though I wasn't on the Ryan Garcia train, train. Yeah. I could see why, you know, Sammy or Adrian or whoever else gets excited for Ryan Garcia because you saw this guy with power, with speed, he's young. And it's okay. Well, if he puts puts it all together and he has a, a trainer who's going to teach him some skills, this could actually be special. Yeah, we got a special fighter. Yeah. But here is just we just have speed and power. But I mean, and I mean, the, can I introduce you to Deontay Wilder? And Deontay Wilder was able to last as long as he did because the heavyweight division is not it's not that competitive. It's not that deep. But as soon as Deontay Wilder got in there. With Tyson Fury, you we saw how limited Deontay Wilder is. So, uh, to me, this is we're seeing Ryan Garcia in that phase. Unless a Joe Goosen is going to become a different trainer, which newsflash he isn't, <laughs> or Ryan Garcia chooses another trainer, which if he does that, that, that would be a, I mean, that would be a total disaster. Yeah, three trainers in in the last you know few months that would be crazy. So um, I don't know. I, I don't. I know. I know what. I know that the the push is. It's a stress fight. He's gonna be fine. Ring rust. Yada yada yada. And maybe so. But I left Saturday night being a uh, not believing at all. If I believed a little bit, all that belief is gone. It's gone. <laughs> and I'm a doubter. I'm a 100% Ryan Garcia downer. And so we'll see. Yeah, we'll you're see you're breaking their hearts, man. All those fans. All the, all the... <laughs> and, an, and another thing is, do we see him again this year? Do you think we see him again this year? I mean, he, I mean, he said he wants to fight three times this year. So according to him, which again, it's like, I don't know if he will. He, he, I want to hear that next fight announced soon ASAP. You know yeah, what I, mean? I if he fights Before. three times, then he might, he might, I, I might not be, I might leave my place as a, from a doubter position, but I don't know. Like what if he, why do we don't see him again till next year? What, what then another year lost only one fight. The last, and the last time we would have seen him would have been this disappointing uh, 12 round fight. I would just like to point out that I have never been on that train, never will be on that train. <laughs> Sammy was telling me the other, he told me on Sunday, he was like, Hey man, when this guy's like when when he becomes champ and everything, he's like, I don't want you jumping on. I was like, I never will. I was like, if he becomes that guy, I'll give him a slot and say he can fight for sure. Yeah. But it's like not from everything I've seen now, I'm like just not a fan. Just I, I can't do it. It's just, you know. So, hey, but if he wins, he wins. I mean, that's it. You know, I'll yeah. just say it. I don't like him, you know, but. Yeah, we're, we're not here to, to do anything else but talk about what has happened. That's it. We're not creating any narratives. We're not doing any of that. Um, 
we have our opinions about fighters and, and we have the right to not be a fan of a fighter. But if Ryan <laughs> Garcia turns it around and and just clear cleans house, great man. We're gonna be the first to say, Hey, yeah. that was awesome. This guy that was, was a good fight. I love seeing awesome. good fights, yeah. Exactly. So um doesn't mean we're gonna buy his merch though. Doesn't mean we're gonna oh yeah, we're gonna put on his hat or anything, but um, I think that's the other side with like Ryan Garcia. Uh, his fans are very much if you're not like completely in support of him, then you're a hater. And it's like, well, am I or can I just like voice my opinion? Can I be realistic with what I'm seeing? Like, it's very Mayweather like, you know, all the May like if you the Mayweather fans are very much if you don't say anything nice about Mayweather, oh, you're just a hater. You're just yeah. like, oh, can I have an opinion? Like, what? Why do I have to like be in love with this guy? I don't understand. <laughs> So it's 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 so weird. It's such a weird uh, dynamic with him and and with his uh, with his fans. Um, let's do uh, Gennady Golovkin, who fought on Saturday as well. He fought Saturday morning, uh, at least uh, our time. And he, yeah. I mean, you know, he 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 fought uh, Ryota Murata. Uh, he, I don't know, Triple G's old. Triple G's Triple G one, obviously, and um, he in the sixth round, I think he that's when the fight changed. Then he started landing more punches, and uh, he landed a big punch that threw uh, Murata's mouthpiece, and it went flying. Um, I don't know. I, I like Triple G is gonna live off of the Canelo stuff forever he's gonna live off the two you know fights where he says he won forever um, he looked whatever on Saturday he looked like a 40 year old dude who, who's fighting in my opinion um, I think he's gonna get knocked out against Canelo oh after watching, obviously, this is all contingent on Canelo beating Bill yeah. in, in a few weeks, but I think I don't know. It just this wasn't something that I saw that I was like, man. He still got it. The love can, he can still reach into the depths. I don't know. Like, he... And the guys he's fighting, I mean, Murata's okay, but Murata's not a world beater. Murata's not a guy you come in to fight right before you're going to have a Canelo fight. Um, I don't know. I I don't want to say I wasn't impressed by Triple G because he's 40, so anything he does at this point is impressive, but... I don't know. I didn't leave that fight thinking like, oh, man, Canelo better be careful. I don't know. It just, it was whatever. It was, I, I felt the same. I didn't learn anything new about Gennady Golovkin. Yeah. At, at the end of this fight, which has been. The has case been, for a lot of his fights. Yeah. Which is yeah. not good. It's not good. His trainer. I don't like him either. I think he's, he's a. Gennady Golovkin just gets a guy who just, you know, Hey, just do what you want. Abel Sanchez at least was challenging him. Uh, and that's, I think, one of the things I look at. Like, you know, if you're a boxer, who's your trainer? Are, are, are you getting guys that 
that are challenging you or guys that are just telling you what you want to hear. And Golovkin went from Abel Sanchez, who was challenging him, but to a guy now that just like has offers nothing to to Golovkin in terms of his development, which um, is not healthy for for his growth. Well, what did you think of that fight? So I would say it when you, when you see him and you realize that he's forty. It's impressive that he still has a chin and that he can still hit that hard and hurt guys. But then, sure, like, you know, if he fights those kinds of guys, will he still look good? Yeah, probably. Mm -hmm. But I could definitely see Canelo hurting him a lot more. I don't know if he maybe knocks him out because, like I said, I still think he's pretty durable. But I could definitely see Canelo dominating more than he did. Um and I could see it getting ugly. And, and I also see him if, if let's say Triple G wants to fight some of these younger guys, like a, um, um, man, I don't know, even like a Charlo or a Mungia. Like I could, do, I, I could totally see him engaging in a war where it's kind of up in the air if he'll win, because he mm. he just he just looks a little. And if you heard the announcers, you would have thought he looked great because they were saying one of the lines I remember um, is they said, "Oh, he's looking like the." The triple G of old, but not old <laughs> triple G. I'm like, oh, that's cute. That's funny. But I'm like, he doesn't look fantastic. Well, it was like, well, you clearly never saw the old triple G. Yeah. I'm like, it, it, he looks the same, just a little slower nowadays, but that's, you know, so. Yeah. I, I got a, actually, um, when, okay, that fight was like early, early in the morning. Right? Early in the morning. Yeah. I was asleep. I woke up and my buddy sent me a clip of the knockout. Yeah. And I was like, okay cool you know um and then once i saw the fight i was like oh like he saw how he moved and how murata did have like a little success in the beginning i'm just like mm-hmm. i'm like man I, I was like i don't feel good if i'm triple g going up against canelo in september yeah the reason why i think canelo knocks him out not from the not like a one punch out, but i just think it's just an accumulation yeah i yeah. think canelo has the the power the skill to break him down and I think in the early fights, Golovkin was a different guy. He was, you know, towards the end of his of his peak. So that Golovkin was a monster. And, and I think that this Golovkin, older Golovkin, much like much like Kovalev when Canelo fought him, he was older, but Kovalev was still dangerous. And I just think Canelo was able to wear Kovalev down. I think he he can do I want to go as far as to say he will do that versus Golovkin Uh, because I just don't see a roadmap where Golovkin is able to stay fit for that he gave up the first six rounds pretty much I mean not that he gave them all up but Murata had his success in the first six rounds you give up six rounds to Canelo you're dying I mean you know you're going to get you're You're going to get hurt you're going to get cleaned yeah you can't do that you can't just think that you're gonna land some big old punch, and uh, and you're gonna make it there. So, um, yeah, man, I, I didn't like that one bit. Man, <sighs> I, didn't li- I didn't like that one bit from him. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. What do you? What do you? Uh... Oh man, 
the comments he made when he was like, oh, I, I still think I won the first two. And it's like, oh, like, get out of Like, sit down, man. Like, <laughs> those don't bother me as much because what is he supposed to say? He could he could have admitted defeat in the second fight at least the first one sure but it's like I, I think I'm well, yeah okay. but you don't get to the place of Golovkin by thinking you lost I think I mean I have no I like it I honestly I would have been worried had he said yeah you know I lost one but one one we're one one right now I don't know there's there's enough clowns saying that he won both so. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I have no problem because was he supposed to say, "Yeah, I I lost twice." I know you guys say I won one, but I lost both. Really, he was better than me. No, you can at least say like, "Okay, I hear people say, oh, like the the better man won that night." You know, but it's like I think it really rubbed him the wrong way when after the second fight, Abel Sanchez said, "Oh, the judge decided Canelo's favor." Like you know, I mean. I, I think they got the decision, you know, basically they got the decision right. And I think that rubbed him the wrong way. Well, Abel Sanchez was pretty much like, yeah, my guy got beat. <laughs> yeah, which is like, I mean, it's like, damn, dude, you know? But when when Triple G is like, oh, I want them both. And it's like, oh, then then why didn't, like, wh- like tell me about all the great success you've had after those two fights. What did you do? You fought. Or before. Ford. You fought, like. No, or before. Like, what? Okay. And then. He has the audacity to say, oh, like, then why did it take Canelo so long to fight me the third time? It's like, because he was going undisputed at 168, fighting champions, fighting high caliber fighters. And you're over there, you know, messing with that new trainer, just kind of taking a year off. Okay, cool, dude. So I think that. I hope Canelo does knock him out. Just, just so there's, <laughs> and I don't care. I, I, at this point, I don't care if, if all the, Canelo haters are like, oh, he had to fight a 40-year-old Triple G. It's like, well, no, he looked good against him the second time, too. I thought Canelo looked... I'm going to say, I thought Canelo won both fights, so... I think so, too. I Look, I think Canelo's in a position... He's in, the, he's in a no-win situation no matter what he does. Yeah. No matter what he does, no matter against who he fights against, he's, he's in a no-win situation. Um, because especially... And I'm talking about the casuals. Mm-hmm. Um... I.e. Harry. Because the stuff that irks me about the Canelo slander is not the like criticism because whatever I like you can criticize him and I can find criticisms for Canelo. The stuff that irks me is when you don't know boxing and just because you don't know who the guy is does not make him a nobody. Shout out to Harry. Yeah. yeah. Shout out one time to, to our guy Harry. Yeah. Just because you've never seen the guy fight does not mean he's a he's a scrub. Because he tried to do that with Ryan Garcia. Like Ryan Garcia did not fight a, a a scrub. He didn't fight like some dude who's just like some random bum. Emmanuel Tog knows how to get himself in the ring. He knows how to control himself. He he went twelve rounds with Ryan Garcia. I just it I just bothers that bothers me, and I think. Canelo, if he beats Golovkin, it's gonna be well. Of course, he has to. He's forty. But if Golovkin, if Golovkin wins, if Golovkin like has like a like, you know, fountain of youth moment, and he beats Canelo. Canelo doesn't get the benefit of doubt of Golovkin being a great fighter. He's oh, dude, I can't believe this guy lost to a forty-year-old. <laughs> like 
<laughs> there's no winning. <laughs> whatever he does against people, if he beats, if he knocks people out in, in well, whatever who's round. Bivol? Who was Bivol? Like, yeah, yeah, this guy's like... a nobody. If Bivol takes him 12 and Canelo wins a, a you know, animus or split decision, wow, I can't believe he struggled this much against this guy. Like, there is no winning once you get to that level. And, um, yeah, I hope he knocks him out. I hope he ends it, and I hope all these guys... It's definitive it. for us, Yeah, I hope these guys are just like, oh, well, he was 40 years old. Well, you know, he got in the ring. Yeah. 40-year-old doesn't want to get knocked out. Maybe 40-year-old shouldn't get in the ring. Like, so I just... I just... Yeah, I, I, I can't. I can't with some of the some of the criticism that is said. Because it, it, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. Let's do uh, Tank Davis. Tank Davis has been in the news lately. He uh, left Mayweather, or who he's going to leave Mayweather. He announced this fight versus uh, Roley on, um, on uh, I think, yesterday or two days ago. So it's May 28th. And uh, him and Mayweather have been in in uh, just a dispute, a verbal dispute about the way his career has been handled. Um Javante Davis obviously wants to fight bigger name guys and he wants to get his name out there. Uh, but Mayweather has made it very clear that he's not going to fight anybody who's not in the Mayweather staple. Anybody who's not basically anybody who can bring um, danger to trouble. him. Yeah. He's not going to fight, which is the worst thing that could happen to tank because that's how you get better that's how you advance that's how uh your name is out there that's i mean let's keep it 100 that's how you make more money so uh what do you think of the news do you like it for tank davis i love it for tank davis so much so much um he's 26 27 if i don't okay so I think there was an interview where they were asking Floyd um, about Tank and the guy he's been fighting and this, this and that. And Floyd said something along the lines of like, oh, you know, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's learning, he's getting better. And it's like, dude, he's 27, man. Yeah. At 27, Canelo fought Triple G the first time. Like he was, you know, he was fighting. And even before that, he, was, he fought you at 23. But you're going to tell me that. Or Tank even Floyd at 27. at 27, Floyd. You were fighting, you, you were. Yeah. You were conquering the, the sport. Yeah. So you're telling me that Tank still needs to learn and grow more at 27? It's like, nah, man. He and he wants to he wants the big fights. He also wants to sell the pay-per-views. Yeah. You know, he doesn't he doesn't want to get made fun of for selling only, you know, however many pay-per-view it was for that last fight. He wants to be out there and, and make those big names. So when I hear Floyd say, Oh, he's only fighting these guys, and it's like it, it's kind of like the thing where you said about Oscar. Oscar was a very he's a very different promoter than when he was a fighter. When he was a fighter, he wanted to fight anybody and everybody yeah, yeah. and with floyd you're kind of seeing that he you know when he was fighting he's like yeah i'll take everybody on and then now that you're promoting it's like you want to put him in this glass house so i like it for tank i hope he he goes with someone that'll you know help make the fights that he wants to make um yeah. so hopefully he goes to top rank or matchroom yeah so that's you know I would like to see him in big fights, man. He you know he can he can fight, and he's he's getting older, not older, but you know he's he's up there somewhere. It's like where you should be. Yeah, he's entering in those big fights of your career, you know. Yeah. So yeah, one time for Tank. Hopefully he 
he's able to uh, grow his career, and hopefully yeah. we're able to see Ryan Garcia versus Tank in the near future. Um, yeah, I'd be all in. I'd be full team Tank forever in the, for that fight. Um, I'd probably say crazy like stuff to Sam. Uh, I think I like Tank out of all the the what do you call it, the four <laughs> horsemen of the lightweight division. I think I like Tank the most just because even though he is with Floyd, I think I, he has the most upside. Yeah, and I also think Tank is kind of just at um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? At his core, I think he's just a quiet guy that likes to fight, and every now and then he likes to talk a little bit. But I don't, it, I don't get the idea that he likes to talk as much as someone like. Orion or a Teofimo or even like a Devin Haney, you know, if yeah. you did that whole fight back, but if you see him at press conferences, he's kind of just there chilling and he's like, all right, man, let's fight. Like after he fought um, Santa Cruz and he knocked him out and they were interviewing him and he's like, Hey man, like shout out to Santa Cruz's dad, like stuff like that. You know what I mean? Where I'm just like, I think yeah, he's just a fighter. Just, he just wants to get in there. And, yeah. thing. Cause anytime there's an interview for Javante Davis, it turns into Floyd, like running his mouth about, Canel or something, and I'm like, where are we at? What are we watching? Like, so, yeah, yeah. Like you said, shout out to him. I hope he goes somewhere where he's um, taken seriously. Yeah, and get some big fights. Yeah, I I agree. Hopefully, uh, free Tank Davis. Uh, that's gonna be the slogan. Um, <laughs> let's do some Batman. You know, we, we got boxing out of the way. Um, we have uh, Tyson Fury coming up in a few weeks. We'll, we'll hit that in a few weeks. And obviously, our, our main main guy, Canelo's coming up. Uh, and obviously, we'll talk about that as that gets closer. And uh, I ordered uh, some Canelo merch, so hopefully that should be getting here uh, soon. You said it, they get delivered really fast. So uh, hopefully hopefully I'm able to have that um, by the next what did you What did you order? What? Uh... So I ordered a hat. Ordered a hat. Ordered nice. a shirt. I ordered uh, the no boxing, no no life shirt, and uh, just a Canelo, uh, some Canelo hat. Nice. Uh, just to just to be ready uh, for May uh, May seventh, as uh, it's quickly approaching. The other day I was the other day I was uh, I was I was like looking at the calendar and things I got to do and and all that, and. I was like, oh man, like, you know, I was planning something with like with my sister and she was like, oh, like, you know, when do you want to do this? And I was like, oh, maybe, I don't know, three weeks. And she's like, okay, well, that's May, first week of May. And I was like, oh, wow. You're like, wait, already? You're like, damn, no, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I can't do anything the first, the first Saturday of May. Never mind, cancel that. Um, But um, yeah, so it's quickly approaching. So, so we'll, we'll, we'll tackle all of that um, in, in another pod. Let's do Batman. So Batman came out what uh, like a few weeks ago, and uh, it was it was a big thing. Uh, Robert Patterson played Batman, and um, let's start with uh, what were what were your initial thoughts when you heard Robert Patterson was going to play the Batman? Pat Pattinson, Pattinson. Pattinson, the, Pattinson. The, the 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 Pattinson um, mob gets Pattinson. mad when you when you yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. So, sorry. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. That I think they'll <laughs> forgive you. Um, man, I was uh, I was concerned. Oh, okay. Um, and let me just let me just be transparent here. I haven't seen very many Robert Pattinson movies besides Twilight 
Okay. Yeah, that's right, Twilight. And he was in one of the Harry Potter movies, you know, mm-hmm. as a young man. As a young man. Uh-huh. Um, I know he's he was in Tenet recently. He was in the uh, the Lighthouse movie. He was in, I think, Uncut Gems. He's made several movies. I I've heard he makes great movies. Aside from the ones he would make when he was younger, you know, when he was the vampire and the you know the wizard. Mm-hmm. Um. I haven't seen those movies. So the only memories I have of Robert Pattinson are him playing Edward Cullen and Cedric Diggory in those other movies. And I can't, I'm having trouble getting past that. I, and I said it when it was, you're having, was like Batman. you're having problems even now, even. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And so I'm getting to that. So okay. after having seen the movie, I can, and I, I re I rewatched it. I saw it. Um, I saw it last Wednesday, a week ago, with a buddy of mine who hadn't seen it. Um, I def- after the movie, I definitively knew I was like, Robert Pattinson was probably my least favorite part of the movie. Oh, hold on, hold on. As Bruce Wayne, because the thing okay, with- okay, okay, yeah, yeah, it, there's yeah, two yeah. sides in the same coin, and yes. any Batman fan will yes. tell you there's yes, yes, there's the way a guy plays Bruce Wayne and the way yeah. a guy plays mm. two different things. Okay, okay. So, I liked him as Batman. I liked how he carried himself as Batman. The action scenes were good. Yeah, the suit looked good. It looked very militaristic with the, like the um, those like the like the the shells like on his on his gauntlet, you know. Um, the boots he was wearing, you know, the the bell. It, it looked it looked cool. Yeah. Um, but when I saw him as Bruce Wayne, like out of costume with like that long hair and that look on his eyes and the way he was kind of spoken. Yeah. I was like, this dude needs a haircut and he a shower. Like he belonged and... on, pan- on, panic- on Panic at the Disco. Yeah. I was like, I don't, I don't want a sad boy. I, 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 Bruce Wayne is a sad boy for sure. Like Bruce Wayne, you know, his parents died and everything. But the thing that makes um, the Bruce Wayne character interesting is that He's the Batman, and that's actually who he is. Once he, you know, once he's trained to become Batman, that's who he is all the time. That's who he's thinking as. But he puts on this persona as Bruce Wayne to be this kind of maybe a drunken playboy or a goof, you know, someone who might burn his house down as he did in the Batman Begins, because he has to put on this um, this facade that he's, he's a billionaire and he's cool and he's like, yeah. Yeah, you see him with models. You see him at fancy restaurants. You see him buying hotels. You see him, you know, you're thinking, damn, dude, that's one of those, like, rich yeah. dudes that just has it made. And, yeah, his parents died, but they left him a ton of money. It's but he's, like, being... a cool billionaire. Like, other yeah. girls want to be with him. Other guys, you know, want to be him. Like, he's cool. He's a cool, like, he's not snobby. He's not, like, he's you know, he's not a dick. Like, he, he's and, cool. and, and, but he But he could be snobby if he wanted to. He can. He can. That's kind he of can. the thing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's it's harder to believe that that Bruce Wayne is willing to sacrifice his body and beat criminals up if he's out having a blast, you know, getting drunk with models. Uh, you I know see, what I mean? I see. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. But the way they had him playing this movie, which was intentional, the director wanted him to be this way. Which I was like, I don't agree with that decision. The director wanted him to be reclusive. He wanted him to be moody as Bruce Wayne, and I'm like. I know exactly who Batman is. If that's the guy, you're telling me the billionaire that never comes out of his house has all these resources. Isn't the Batman. I'm like, that's him, dude. You know? So 
I had a hard time with that. And so seeing how he like there was like the scene when he spoiler alert for you guys that haven't seen it, you know, but when he was at the funeral and he gets out of his car and everybody's like, oh my god, it's Bruce Wayne. It's like it's like I we got that in the third movie of the Nolan trilogy, the other yeah. Batman movies. Mm-hmm. Because he'd had some mileage on him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And as you saw when he was filling out that, that little diary, that was his first or second year of being Batman. So I get it. People are saying that the director wanted him to be moody like this because he doesn't know how to put on that facade yet um, to be the drunken playboy billionaire guy. But I'm just like, I don't know. I figured he would have learned that when he was coming back to Gotham from his training, knowing he has to play this part to keep people off his back about being Batman. So that that was my my biggest like complaint about the movie. Yeah. And like I said the director wanted it to be that way, so I'm just like, all right, cool, you know. But um yeah, um I thought Colin Farrell as the penguin was spectacular. Yes, that's right. That was Colin Farrell to the listeners. That was him. You couldn't even tell with all the, you know, the makeup and everything and but he was cool. His little, his little accent, his mm-hmm. like, kind of mob boss attitude. The other two mob bosses were good, you know, Falcone. So, um, I, I had a good time with the movie. I enjoyed the movie. I liked the movie. The Riddler. Um, the Riddler was cool. I, I thought. Have you seen the movie Prisoners? Yeah. Okay, so Paul Dano's in that movie too, right? He's mm-hmm. so. When I heard that Paul Dano was the Riddler, I was excited because I like his performance in Prisoners. Um, and that interrogation scene in jail when Paul Dano starts like like yelling, it kind of turned me off a little bit. I was like, at that point, it was just kind of awkward. I was just like, mm. but the whole mask thing, the riddles thing, the riddles being written to the Batman. Yeah. That was cool. I enjoyed that. And I liked how Batman was able to show like his detective skills breaking all these things down and deciphering them and all that. So that was cool. Um, Much better than the Riddler we got years ago with like Jim Carrey, you know, like that old, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, the darker Riddler. Realistic, you know what I mean? The whole like the whole social media thing where like he has followers and people help and he has videos, you know, showing like the the victims. Heath Ledger did that when he was the Joker, you know, Mm -hmm. or when he was the Joker versus the Riddler. But um, yeah, so I, you know, I, I enjoyed the movie. And then, but when I left the movie the first time I saw it, I went on Twitter to the Twitterverse to see what the, the mob had to say about the movie. Yeah. And a lot of people were like, dude, like, best Batman movie ever. Like, and I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. Have you not seen The Dark Knight? Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and so that, that's where I stand ultimately on, on that. I, I love The Dark Knight. Heath Ledger as the Joker is I can't even say one of my favorite performances for like a superhero movie. It's one of my favorite performances ever ever in movies. I didn't even know that was Heath Ledger when I first saw the movie. I had seen him in um, A Knight's Tale. I don't know if you've seen that movie. Um, But I saw him in that and then um, I knew who he was from like seeing him like in pictures and interviews. And then I saw The Dark Knight, and then after I saw The Dark Knight, they were like, oh, yeah, that was Heath Ledger. And I'm like, no, that wasn't. Like, that was, I don't know who that was. He was really good, but I don't know who that was. And then I looked it up, and it's like, dude, that was Heath Ledger with makeup. And like, and I'm like, 
there's How? no way, dude. Yeah. The way he changed his voice, his laugh, his demeanor, the way he executed, like whoever wrote for him too. There's there's that scene with him with Batman and the um when he's getting interrogated mm-hmm. and he's given that that spiel about how um like civilized people will just eat each other when like society just breaks apart and i'm like whenever that if that clip if that movie's playing on tv and i'm doing something i'll stop what i'm doing to watch that scene because it's mm. just i'm just there like like tell me more he is please you know so <laughs> so after having seen like you know robert pattinson as batman i was like you guys need to chill out like the dark knight is a masterpiece don't come at me with that so that's that's my general takeaway. I'm sure there are other things in the movie that I'm missing because it was a three hour movie. It was a long movie. Yeah. Um. But that that's the general gist of what I'll talk about if someone asks me about it. One to ten. I would say an eight. It's an eight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I felt. What did you think? Okay. What sorry? What did you think of uh, Gordon? I liked Gordon. Did um, you? I I especially Ooh. liked how there was a little bit of him. Um, he was a little naive when um, that police chief was killed, the chunky guy. And he's like, oh, there's no way. And he's all sad. And then when they find the dirt on him, he's like, dude, we worked for years. Like, how could he do this? And Batman's kind of like, maybe you didn't really know who he was. Like, you know, that, that's the harsh truth. Yeah. He, was, he thought he was. Um, and he's like, oh, it's almost like you think he had it coming. And then Batman's like, he was a cop. And then he crossed the line. He's like, it is what it is, basically. And I'm like, but Gordon's kind of like that ultimate good guy, Boy Scout cop, where he's like, he's actually shook that his friends that are officers are doing these things. And he's just like, he's sad. So I, I really liked him. Um, I've always liked that relationship with him and Batman, even in the other movies where um, he vouches for him in front of like his higher ups, too, you know? When they're like, why is he here? And he's like, dude, chill. Like, he's cool. He's one of us. Like, he's a good guy, you know? So I, I really liked him. Um, that was cool. That scene when they're, like, surrounding him after um, the bomb blows up. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kind of has to reel Batman in a little bit. That was cool. And then they staged that punch, you know? That was great. So, yeah. So did you, what did you like about him? About the movie? About No, about him. Jim Gordon. I didn't. I didn't like Gordon. You didn't like Gordon? I hated him. Not hated. Why? I just disliked the character. I just, I don't know. I, I just felt like it wasn't believable for him to be that naive. Like you're old. You look like an old guy. You look like you've been doing this for a while. Like, how are you this naive? How are you in Gotham City and so full of like dreams and aspirations? It, it didn't make. It didn't make any sense. Like you're in Gotham City. Like, how are you this, like, what? Like, no way. Like, I just didn't like it. I I just felt like he was too... Like, too pure. N- not even pure, but just, like, clueless. Because, like, Gordon from the other, from the other movies was pure. Like, he was not a crook. He was... He had his integrity. But he wasn't, like surprised by anything he like had his he he had his doubts and he was skeptical which is made him great but this guy it wasn't pure he was it was just like clueless like dude like how do you not see like and even the response of the other the other crooks the other cops that were crooks 
they were just like, dude, like we've been doing this forever. Like, what? Like, what, what are you talking about? Like, are you new here? Like, what? What? What is happening? <laughs> like, I just didn't like that. I didn't like how his persona didn't match the gravity of the situation. Gotham City. It, did, it just did. It, it. It was almost like he was a transfer from like Missouri or <laughs> you know Montana, some place where like nothing bad ever happens and he was just like hey like what's up like oh yeah that guy's a good guy he's a cop and it's just like dude like it's gotham city <laughs> it's gotham city like come on that's what makes him perfect for for batman because batman's thinking okay i gotta help this guy see the truth and he still hasn't oh, been God. tainted by that in gotham because it know, is but, super dirty okay but the last the, in in the dark knight for example he wasn't tainted either what do you mean like in um in the first one? Yeah, like in all of them. Like he was it like Gordon was the, the good guy. He was good. He was right there with Batman. No, that's what I'm saying. Th- this this movie, um this guy was just like had he been a young guy, had he been like super young, you would have been like, All right, I can see it. Like you're new on the job, like you 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 know, you you're idealist, you believe, you know, the good and everything, and I guess this guy, dude, you're old, dude. Like, what the heck? Like I would I would say I would say that this Gordon is a lot of little slack because I th- I heard they're gonna make more with Robert Pattinson right. as Batman, uh-huh. so I think we gotta compare it to the Jim Gordon and Batman Begins where there is some there is some naivety. There's like a scene where like Batman first um, apprehends him and he doesn't even have a suit yet. He just has like a like a ski mask, and um, he's like in the police department and. Batman like sneaks up on him and has like a gun pointed on like behind his back and Jim Gordon's already like whoa dude like he's all like and Batman's like oh you're one of the good cops one of the few like you know and then so I would say that guy's kind of clueless about you know like the mob being not this, with, like not now but that's different like that's Batman coming up to you with a gun in your own police department you gotta hold down the fort bro come it's on God, oh come on hold down the fort I just, this Jim Gordon, I like this Jim Gordon. He was he was cool. I I like that naivety because then it, it kind of helps you think that he's he's um one of the, like the shining beacons left in Gotham, where it's like okay, I do have someone that still believes in in, in the the good in people, but Batman kind of has to humble him and be like, look, man, like I, I know he's your friend, but he did something bad. Like to me, it was more like this is the reason why Gotham City so messed up because there's clueless people like you who <laughs> to think no, no, it's because. <laughs> and the cops that are moonlighting in the clubs and you know (laughs) did you like um did you like alfred i didn't you didn't i just i'm just still stuck on michael kane i didn't dislike him i thought he was okay i didn't i didn't like the dynamic i didn't like that it was like you're not my father like i just but that's a thing though that's a that's a like Michael Caine and Christian Bale had that kind of thing in the first Batman. I know, but it it was not as like this was what like Alfred was legit trying to be a dad. Like in this movie. Where even in the first Christian Bale movie, it wasn't like that. It was Christian Bale was just like super arrogant. Well, that Batman and that Bruce Wayne was more was more arrogant. So anything that that Alfred would have said to that Batman would have come out bad. Um, uh, I I just dis- I disagree because really? all he was talking about was um uh like the cuffling thing where he's just like 
that that's that's the thing that's how these they're similar so in that first batman begins movie the, you know the scene where um uh bruce wayne comes back for the hearing for the murderer of his parents mm-hmm. and um and alfred's like oh can i prepare like the master bedroom like you know how long are you gonna be here and he kind of lashes out at him he's like oh why do you care like i'm gonna tear this house down blah blah and he's like why do you like he's like why do you care so much and he's like i care because your dad left me in charge of you like all this time and so it's like when he was like going off about cufflinks and um Bruce Wayne was kind of snarky and he was like, Oh, like, why do you have cufflinks? And then he's like, Your dad gave them to me because, like, me and your dad were like boys, you know. So I was like, That was that was what I liked. But other than that, I didn't, I didn't really, it's not that I disliked him, I didn't care for him that much. So, um, when that bomb went off in the house, I thought they were gonna kill off Alfred. I was like, They wouldn't though, they just started this friend, this like trilogy or whatever. They're not gonna kill him, are they? And then he was in the hospital. I just felt like this Alfred seemed more like a stepdad where the other Alfred seemed like a like a grandpa no not a grandpa but like an advisor slash like uncle slash like older friend where this guy was like clearly just like he's trying to be a stepdad and I was just like I don't know like I don't know if I buy this like I don't know that's why I didn't like it uh, I agree hundred percent on your on your uh, Bruce Wayne take because people that asked me about the movie and they were like, "Oh man, like I heard on Twitter that this was you know whatever," and you know, and I'm like, "No, Christian Bale is still number one." Christian Bale because, was smooth, man, because Christian Bale played both parts great. Robert Pattinson played had, was a really good Batman, really good Batman. Yeah. I really like his Batman, but the reason why Christian Bale is number one is because Christian Bale played in the, well, he was great at both. He was a great Batman, but he was also a great Bruce Wayne. And this Bruce Wayne. Uh, it didn't cut it for me. Yeah, it's like, it just, I was, and th- what, what sucked was that there was the scene where he first sees um, Zoe Kravitz's character. And they, they lock eyes, and it was kind of like the sexual tension they, that, that right. in, in the beginning. And I was like, okay, he has it then. He has the, like, you know, just with the look. And he and no, nothing ever happened. Nothing materialized. And I was like, ah, this guy isn't cool. Like, Bruce Wayne that, is cool. That's what I'm, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, yeah. Okay. You see the way his shirt and tie looked for the funeral? Like, it was kind of like... <laughs> Like it just looked like he dressed himself. Yeah. Like, kinda. I was like, bro, you know how fly Bruce Wayne looked when he first came back to Gotham in Batman Begins, bro? Like, he was showing the secretary at Wayne Enterprises how to play golf. Like, that's he was standing behind her, like by the waist. I was like, that's Bruce Wayne, bro. Like, so, so, yeah. There's a shot of of Robert Pattinson, I think, in Tenet, where he's wearing like a a suit and he has like his hair slicked back and when i saw that picture of him i was like okay maybe he could do bruce wayne like that's but the sad boy that i got like with those greñas like hanging over his eyes i was like <laughs> i was like this guy in it yeah like baggy clothes in the house i was like where are those silk pajamas at put those on you know yeah so i i wanted more from my bruce wayne but it was a good movie overall i'm excited for 
for the trilogy and, and you like the uh, the Batmobile scope too the Batmobile yeah like, I like the car I thought like the muscle car was cars sick. Had yeah like junk in the trunk to make it go fast yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah I thought it was cool very cool um oh okay this is one thing where I'm just like people are people are I feel like they're all on one side of it and I'm I feel like I'm the only one that's kind of like okay wait. I hate going back to it, but the Dark Knight trilogy, right? Mm-hmm. The score for that movie, the music. Oh, yeah. It's, be- it's epic. Beautiful. Hans Zimmer, right? Yeah. He did the music for um, Man of Steel, the Superman movie. He did the movie mm-hmm. for um, Interstellar, Inception. Great. Heroes like Superman and Batman, more serious characters, I expect them to have scores like that right because they're just kind of you know they're there there's an element of like grandiose you know there's mm. you know um now have you seen guardians of the galaxy yes okay those guys are fun they like to have a good time yeah i can totally get down with you having like a soundtrack where you have like the jackson five because you know it's kind of comical it's comedic right right um so you can use i'm going to use the term like commercial or like mainstream music for this yeah, you can pull that off with Marvel and certain heroes because you know there's that comedic sense. There's that Nirvana song in the new Batman movie. I didn't like it, and I get that it's fitting because it's like moody and it's like Nirvana's kind of moody like that. That's all they play though. They played it so many times that it kind of <laughs> overshadowed the little bit of soundtrack that they had, the, the score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I really liked it. That Batman theme where it's like, dun, dun, dun. I thought that was great. I was yeah. like, you guys need to play on that, harness in on that, and yeah. expand. Yeah. But when they kept playing that Nirvana song, I was just like, in the way. Ooh. I was like, come on, man. I was like, this is Batman. <laughs> Danny Elfman had a great track for Michael Keaton Batman, you yeah. know, and then Hans Zimmer had a great, like, so that kind of like, that was like the little, little grain of sand that bothered me but i was like i can live with it you know but um yeah i was like oh you know so did you i like how did they did i like how they called him vengeance yeah that was a nice touch and i like how he said that at first and and then kind of so i don't know if you felt this way but at the beginning of the movie, he's kind of, you know, he's like, I'm vengeance, and he goes out and, like, beats guys up, and this, this and that. And there's that scene where um, Zoe, Catwoman, I love how she I love how she calls him vengeance. She's like, come on, vengeance. You know, it's, there's kind of yeah. that, like, sexual tension, too, you know? Right, like, right. she likes him. Yeah. And there's that scene where she wants him to come with her to go beat up the guy that killed her friend or whatever, to find her friend. Mm, yeah. And you notice that that's when he says like oh like that's not vengeance like like you like we need to deliver justice like you know and so by the end of the movie i kind of feel like he moves away from the vengeance thing and he's like i need to be hope i need to be like Mm. i can't just be out here like with these little vendettas i need to be something bigger you know and then that scene with the um uh the what's that the the fire stick thing the um the flare the flare flare, yeah yeah. where like he is the light and then he he focuses on like helping people out of the i was like okay like that's like a nice little little metaphor how he kind of evolves yeah i like that that was cool how he like becomes more than just vengeance yeah and like i need to be hope people need hope especially here in gotham right so that was a nice touch yeah i, I enjoyed that, that. Was cool too, yeah. he wasn't just a vigilante anymore 
right he's like i have i have a, a higher purpose yeah so yeah what did you think of um the um the 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 thomas wayne like the dirt on his family and that kind of dynamic that i've never i've never seen anything like that in, in the movies because they usually just like um in the nolan trilogy it was just oh his dad was a good guy and you saw it like plain and clear his dad was a doctor mm-hmm. and then i can't remember what the michael keaton movies um did you watch the joker with joaquin phoenix i did you did okay that one this is where i kind of see a little bit of this they kind of made Thomas Wayne seem like a little bit of like a heartless politician kind of yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so I kind of saw that, that they played both sides in this movie where the way Alfred explained it, he's like, your dad was a good guy, but he made a mistake and he got mixed up with the wrong people. So he's a good guy at his core, but people can set him up to make him look bad and all this stuff. Um, and then like the whole thing with his mom being like, kind of like, having that that pass with like the mental health thing like in the asylums that was cool so i thought that was that was interesting because i'd never seen i i usually just stick to like oh thomas wayne was a doctor and like that's it you know and he just he got killed and but with the mob bosses where he's like oh you're um when carmen falcone was like yeah your dad told me to make this guy go away so i took it upon myself to like kill him basically and you're like Oh, like would Thomas Wayne do that? Like, I don't know, man. Like, so, <laughs> but then he clarifies because he said your dad just wanted to scare him, right? Right, but like it was so it was almost like he your dad didn't say to kill him, your dad just wanted him scared. So I just and the other guy was like, Oh, if I kill him, I can say that Thomas Wayne told me to do it, yeah, and I have dirt on him, right? And he's, he's gonna be the mayor, or he wanted to be the mayor, so. Right. That was cool. I like how they involved him in the story and like, you know, kind of because I feel like once he was dead in the other movies, like, all right, he's dead. Let's remember him as this, this saint that he was and then just, you know, that's that. So that was cool. That was a nice element in there. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was interesting. It was an interesting way to because that that pretty much was the Riddler's entire uh, purpose to getting at Batman slash Bruce Wayne. Was because his dad was like this, this heartless politician. Yeah, so, uh, I thought it was clever to come at uh, Bruce Wayne in that way because you're now attacking uh, his family, his legacy. I guess there's a level where he realizes his family wasn't what he thought it was, and his family was in a darker place, or it was, you know, it wasn't just this like oh, like, this happy good good family right uh, there were skeletons in that closet so um yeah so I, I thought it was an interesting way obviously i think this bruce wayne's dad is gonna you're gonna take people are gonna take a lot of liberties because um you can make up whatever like he was a doctor he was a heartless politician in the in in the joker the the joaquin felix one uh, he's like the dad like, apparently like he's joaquin felix's dad Apparently, um, no. But then he ended up not being the dad. Right, right. But there was right. like that. But that, that was nice too. That was that, was that accusation, dope. like where he could have been, and you know, but it Dude, turned out he wasn't. So I, during that movie, before we found out he wasn't the dad, I thought, oh my gosh, they're making the Joker and Batman like half brothers in this movie. Like they're yeah. really gonna go in that direction. Like, 
Thomas Wayne fathered the Joker, I was yeah. like, <laughs> like, this takes some guts, dude. I was like, what? The? But then, you know, it's like, no, he's like, no, your mom was crazy and yeah. just said I was your dad, but I'm not your right. dad. Yeah. So that was, that was, yeah, that Joker movie was, um, I thought it was really good. I, yeah. I was, I was surprised that they made it work without Batman, like, as like the main, mm. the main guy, even though you had like little Bruce Wayne in there, but it's like, oh, he's a kid, you know, but, um, right. But yeah. Oh, that, that was, that was good. Do you did you ever watch um the show Gotham? No, no, me either. But I saw a few clips where I was like, "Oh, this seems like interesting." I just never had the time to get into it. But but Matt, they had like Penguin too. They had like they had a character based on the Joker that wasn't the Joker. Okay. Um, Alfred teaches like young Bruce Wayne like how to fight, like just like at his house. So that was yeah that that I should start watching that because that one I heard it was good, but. Did you? What do you think of the Joker in the movie? He had a good laugh. Yeah, good. Laugh. <laughs> I mean, did you see I, the? Did you see the deleted scene? Yeah, I what thought it was good. I, I mean, yeah. I, there's there's some promise there. Yeah. Uh, I hope we give him a fair shake. You know, obviously, because I, I think any Joker from here until forever, uh, well, at least for our generation, is going to be judged on Heath Ledger's Joker, which. I think you're already at a disadvantage. Yeah. Because he... I think Christian Bale's Batman is really good, but he did a few movies, so there's levels where you can spin it, you know, where you can be... uh, Like Ben Affleck, he was older Batman. Robert Pattinson, he's younger Batman. Um, But the Joker was so iconic. Like, that was one movie, that's it. And he like, died, so it's like, like we'll never know, like you know, because had he had two movies or three movies, and he was great in one, and he was all right in the other two, it would have been like, all right, well, like, but he had one awesome performance that, like, whoever the Joker is, you you're gonna have to come with like your best, your ultimately best performance, or else people are like, ah, whatever, he was in Robert, he was in uh, Heath Ledger, so. Uh, we'll see. I thought it was. I, I, I thought there was think, some. Problems, um, though. I think Joaquin's Joker was a. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say great. I thought it was a great take on the Joker, but it was kind of a, a different. It's different, yeah. A different yeah. mindset, right? You like it, it actually focused on like the mental illness and being like rejected and whatnot and this and this and that. Yeah. Whereas with Heath Ledger's Joker, you kind of got like a militaristic, like almost. Um, like terrorist kind of sense where it's like he had all these schemes to just yeah. like hold the city ransom and whatnot and you know people are, he's like oh you got to kill them or they're they're gonna kill you kind of thing like with like the detonators um or how he had himself locked up um he had like no identity like they there were no prints that matched no dental you're like dude who the hell is this guy i also really like um the way that alfred described that joker when um uh, Bruce Wayne's like trying to figure out the Joker and he's like oh he's a criminal and he's like he's not that hard to understand and Alfred's like you know you don't get it he's like this guy doesn't want money this guy doesn't like he's just he just he's doing this for sport like he just likes to be bad you can't you know and then that scene where um when he's beating him up in the interrogation room he's just to laughing. find out yeah and he's laughing and the Joker's like you have all this great physical strength and it's like it like 
there's nothing you can do with it to, to get what you want out of me. Like, and that's when I was like, damn, dude, this guy's like, he's, he's really that crazy and he's really that smart. And just, and I was like, so yeah. And then Joaqu- like I said, Joaquin's is just like, you know, sad that guy one, with a gun. Yeah, that one, I don't count it because he's not even, I feel like he's just like a standalone guy where the, the Heath Ledger one is so connected to Batman. Yeah, yeah, like for sure. Doing, it's like a, it's like if Batman, if Bruce, if if uh, Christian Bale's Batman sucks, then Heath Ledger's Joker is not as great either, and vice versa. They're both great. They're both. It's a great movie because they're both awesome. Where Joaquin Felix is a solo performance. Yeah, you know, so it's it's different. But yeah, I think Joaquin Felix was a really good Joker. I just don't think he's. I don't put him in the same category as right, right, yeah, Ledger because it's different. It's not a yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's it's like if they do a Iron Man, but he's like a a rich guy, and he's like not fighting crime. He's just like a really cool rich guy, <laughs> like just making stuff for fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Man, I I wish Ivan was here to talk about because I know he's a big. You said he's yeah. a big Batman guy. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll have him on to to maybe something that we said triggers him, and then he wants to come on. I'm hoping I said enough ridiculous things to want to like, you know, yeah, entice his interest. Yeah. yeah. How did you feel about Ben Affleck's Batman? I I really liked Ben Affleck's Batman because I so felt like I. he was an older Batman. Like, yeah. I just I thought he was really good. I thought he was good as the as the veteran who had seen some stuff, and he was going to use his brain more so than his body, uh, right? To get through and and to to you know outmaneuver you and fight you and stuff like that. So I yeah. didn't mind it. I thought it was good. I thought it was. Um, good. You know how uh, there's that scene in the, in the the new one where um, Batman told Gordon like, "Hey, no guns," like. Right, and then Jim Gordon was like, "Dude, that's your thing." Like, that's also it's like Batman. He's not wearing like bulletproof armor. Like, he's got to protect himself somehow. You yeah. Know? Um, I remember when the Ben Affleck Batman came out in um Batman versus Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the diehards were really pissed that he was using guns on his um, like his jet, like his like his Batwing thing. They're like, oh, dude, Batman doesn't use guns. Like, what are you doing? Like, no, this is like not true to the material, blah, blah. And which I wasn't pissed because I thought, I'm like, this Batman's not in his right mind when it comes to Superman. He's kind of paranoid. So, and like you said, he's seen some things. There's that scene where, like, there's like the Robin uniform that has like the Joker, like, because there's some history there. So, you can give him some leeway because it's like this guy's probably seen a lot of things and he he feels that he can break some rules now to justify Superman how he's is not built. a typical villain. <laughs> yeah, and it's like I don't it's like I don't blame him using guns. Like look at who he's up against, you know what I mean? Yeah. And look at how much you know how much he's been through. So it's like mm-hmm. after that, like sure, he can see the error of his ways and he's like, All right, I'm not gonna use guns anymore. But it's like he he felt like he really needed to protect himself and earth in that way so it's like i'm not that mad about that bro like let him you know yeah the bulletproof alien that can burn every you know heat vision super strength it's like are you gonna talk him out of killing you like you know Mm -hmm. so and i really like this fight sequences that ben affleck um since he's since ben affleck's like a bigger guy 
you got more of that like ground and pound like um there's that scene where he like he like um he has like his grappling gun and he like he gets a crate with it and he throws the crate at the bad guys and i'm like that's what i want to see like that's i actually wasn't a, the biggest fan looking back now of um the um the nolan trilogy christian bale fight scenes i feel like the the shots were a little too close and i just saw like a blur of like elbows or like very mm, quick movements yeah and um i re- so that's why i really like ben affleck because they were kind of like heavy blows and even even the the pattinson batman i thought they were like like that first guy he beats up where like he's like on vengeance and he's just beating him into the ground i'm like that's cool like i i like that batman the kind of gritty i'm just punching this guy while he's on the ground like beating him yeah. to a pulp um i really like that stuff and that shot that shot when batman's like in the Gosh, what scene is it? It's when it's dark and the only light is the, the oh the gut. yeah 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 beautiful sick yeah. beautiful I was like yeah that's you know so <laughs> shout out to Matt Reeves with those shots like I I, I was like that was great so um yeah that was cool I really like that yeah that that one was a good uh that was a good touch it looked really sick in the in the theaters yeah you yeah saw that, like it was dark and like and he's like you know yeah exactly for sure man. Ugh. Yeah, yeah dude. Good. Yeah, so if anybody's got any, you know, if you disagree with what I said about Batman or even German, like, let us hit, know. Hit my line. Yeah, I'm here. You know, so yeah. So uh, overall, I thought it, I, I I think we both agree it was a good movie. It's worth the watch. It's worth the three hours. Um, and uh, yeah. So I mean, Robert Pattinson. Shout out to him. He he was he was uh. Really good in that movie. Hopefully, in the in the other two, in the other what you said, another trilogy. So hopefully, in the other two that they make, uh, he's able to uh, play up a better uh, Bruce Wayne. Um, yeah, I read that Matt Reeves is gonna like. He's gonna have to learn how to be that Bruce Wayne, which I'm like, okay, that's one way to clean up, you know, the little the little mess, and you know, but yeah, I want to see Robert Pattinson like getting hammered out on the town with like <laughs> models that's what i want because then they'll believe that he's not that you know yeah and hopefully uh james gordon isn't as uh in as naive and clueless <laughs> you're in gotham city my guy gotham city okay did you did you i didn't really notice this until people brought it up but they said that gotham city was like a lot grittier and like more crime-filled in this movie, but looking back at like the Nolan movies, I'm like, Gotham looked pretty bad then too. Like, you know, so I was, um, but I did notice the, um, I really liked how Bruce Wayne's mansion had that kind of gothic sense in the architecture. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of like the Tim Burton, Michael Keaton mm-hmm. Batman. So that, that was, that was nice. It kind of had this like, um, I don't want to say medieval, but it, it looked old school. It looked like an old mansion for someone who's been there for generations with his family. Yeah. You know, like the well, it stairwell. Did feel, it did feel in this one, he did start off fighting. He was more a vigilante, a, a vigilante early on. Yeah. I feel like the Christopher Nolan one, he very quickly. He knew that purpose. Yeah. He moved on real quick from the, like, the dudes who were causing trouble on the train to like the higher level like Gotham City can fall if I don't like right. take care of this problem. So I think that was a difference where like it it you got more of the day-to-day crime in this movie than you did in the other ones. Yeah. So um but yeah, that's that, that's that's my request. James Gordon, toughen up, man. 
Come on. <laughs> Toughen up. What, what are we doing here? Um, but yeah, I mean, that that's it for me. You have anything else? I, I think that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Awesome. So um, that's the pod. That's uh, Ryan Garcia. Get a better trainer, um, which you're not going to do. Triple G, we'll see you in September. And uh, obviously we'll talk... Uh, We'll talk about the uh, the Tyson Fury fight and the Canelo fight uh, in the coming weeks. Go watch Batman if you haven't seen it. And uh, David, until next time, happy birthday, happy late birthday. Thanks, man. Uh, I appreciate it. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll talk soon. So for the for the Arrows Up podcast, this is German. Please rate, review, subscribe. 